to the Miller Piano Podcast on a special talk with Lori Fraser Bailey. She's a consultant with the Yamaha Music and Wellness Institute, and Lori does many workshops for teachers on how to integrate technology into piano lessons. She also works with consumers, helping them learn to enjoy and understand their instruments, and does university and college trainings for digital piano labs throughout the U.S., and who knows what else. Welcome to the podcast, Lori. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Well, glad to have you. Quite a bio there. And I just, uh, before we begin to talk about Yamaha and all of the things you do, just a little bit of information about you. So like, where are you from? Where are you living now? How did you get in the piano business? (laughs) Uh, Originally born and raised in California in the San Jose area, heart of Silicon Valley. I have lived in Tucson, Arizona for almost 16 years. So I'm in the Desert Southwest, keeping myself warm. Yeah, uh, kind of funny about the about the piano industry and 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 how things have changed and evolved. Um, you know, some of these things just happen accidentally. Uh, many many years ago, Yamaha used to have an event called the Electone Festival, which was an organ competition, and that was actually my first introduction to Yamaha back in the 1970s. Wow. And that's kind of how it evolved from there. The electone. Now, for those who are old enough, like <laughs> like we are, <laughs> what was uh, electone? Was, that's interesting. Electone was Yamaha's name for the home organ. Okay. Because back in the 1970s, of course, we didn't have technology like portable keyboards and digital pianos. And so if you wanted to play orchestrally and have uh, different kinds of sounds or tones, or at least what we thought were different sounds or tones at the time, you played the organ. And uh, and that's what I did for many, many years. So how are you connected with Miller Piano Specialists in Cool Springs there in Franklin, Tennessee? Well, Miller is one of our amazing dealers uh, in the Yamaha Piano Network, and uh, I have been so honored to work with them uh, off and on over the years, uh, actually in, in a fair amount of these capacities that you talked about. I'll come into the store and do workshops. The one thing I love about Miller Piano Specialists is that they're always looking to help people on any level to make music. Um, Sherry does some really great play-by-ear classes where people who have never played before and never thought they could play before just come in and they learn all about their instruments and how to play and she's really got a, a great thing going there and uh, it's always a lot of fun to come in and work with her classes and you know show people a little bit more about what their instruments can do and they also do uh, a lot of outreach into the community uh, uh, workshops with songwriters and things they've done the uh, fundraisers for the head and neck cancer awareness and uh, just really really uh, just great community partners for y'all there in nashville Now, as a consultant with the Yamaha Music and Wellness Institute, tell me specifically what that is that you do with Yamaha. Um, Back in 2002, uh, Yamaha invested in uh, actually genomic study. Um, I think intrinsically, everybody knows that music makes you feel good and that music is good for you. But the interesting thing is that when you start to get into the medical arena and if you, for instance, go into a hospital and say, hey, we want to set up a music program, uh, they don't care about antidotes. They want to see black and white data. And so in 2004, we actually study, uh, published a study in uh, conjunction with Applied Biosystems, which is the company that actually deciphered the human genome. And this was published in Medical Science Monitor February of 2004. And uh, prior to that, we had created a group music-making program called Clavinova Connection, 
which we've actually done a fair amount of research projects with. And uh, if anybody wants to read about the uh, the outcome on those projects and what we've done, if you just go to yamahainstitute.org, um, that will take you to the the uh, abstracts of all of the different the different projects that we've worked on. All right. And so as we get specific into that, just a couple of examples, like you said, the hospitals didn't want anecdotal data. They wanted to see specifically what a music program, how that relates to wellness. What's an example of that? When you would go into a hospital and they'd say, well, you know, let me see the research. Well, what, there was one example. Uh, we had an amazing uh, project in a hospital out in California, and we had started because uh, someone actually came to us and said, hey, we want to start this music program. So we came in, and uh, Dr. Barry Bittman, who's the neurologist that I work for, came in and did grand rounds for the physicians and, uh, again, presented the research, and then a program was started there. And the uh, actual program in that particular hospital was done for cardiac rehab patients, and anybody who was having heart surgery, if they had time to do some of the program prior, they did because music is a great way to relax and take your mind off of everything. And of course, heart, having heart surgery is a pretty stressful thing, yes. uh, both before and after. And so uh, not only that, but we also did a, a project, which was kind of fun, where the nurses would come down and, and we would affectionately call it the piano spa, where they could earn time uh, to spend in, in the piano spa. So again, just having that data where we can show that on a, on a biological level that your your body does change when it uh, makes music definitely uh, helps to get those programs going all right and then in its simplest form if you were just to say if somebody said give me a sentence what is meant by the term music therapy a definition of music therapy is actually using music for non-musical outcomes. Uh, I just finished attending the National Music Therapists Association uh, National Conference in Minneapolis this last weekend. And these music therapists are really amazing. Uh, They train in many, many modalities. Uh, Music therapists can be used uh, in the hospice process, uh, again, to bring just calm and peace to the family and to the client. Uh, Music therapists are a lot of times used with premature babies because they find that when babies are exposed to music that they eat better. Uh, They will use a lot of music therapy is used with uh, traumatic brain injury, stroke recovery. A great deal of uh, music therapy is also being used uh, with people on the autistic spectrum. And it's, it's just really amazing to see what these therapists uh, can do. Uh, just as a personal example, um, my mother had a very massive fall in January and had a pretty traumatic uh, uh, head injury. Oh, and I hired a music therapist to work with her because she had two major things that she was not over able to overcome for a long period of time. One was concentration and the other was anxiety. And so as the music therapist would come in and work with my mother, uh, she was able, first of all, to keep her completely, totally engaged for a period of an hour where at that point she couldn't even concentrate for three minutes. And then the other thing was working with a music therapist was incredibly calming to my mother and just helped with her anxiety uh, amazingly. So the therapist was not there to teach my mother how to play. Again, we were using the music for for a non-musical outcome. You know, interesting is that's something that insurance would reimburse. 
Uh, in some cases, they do. Um, different hospitals are hiring music therapists. Uh, and in, in certain cases, yes. And it's becoming more and more uh, of a very, very well-established uh, and very well-recognized therapy. It's, it's really amazing to see what these, these men and women do in that, uh, in that realm. I, I have the, uh, the great honor of working with some fantastic music therapists. There's a program being used uh, for our servicemen and women that's called Creative Forces. And Creative Forces is being funded by the National Endowment for the Arts. And they're using music therapists to help um, returning uh, and wounded soldiers with traumatic brain injury, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. And uh, there are uh, different programs in several military hospitals. And it is just it's just amazing to see what these people, these therapists can do to help these, these men and women regain some normalcy of life. Yeah, Lori. Wow. I mean, okay, so let's talk about someone who's decided, hey, I think I would like to learn how to play piano, or I want my child to learn how to play piano. From that vantage point, what would you say are the real benefits of doing that? I mean, obviously, they're going, you know, going to enjoy it and like to do what they do, but what else in the background is a real benefit for going that way versus, you know, someone says, well, I, you know, some kids say, well, I want to play soccer, mom. I don't want to you know, practice on a piano. And I'm sure you've heard that a lot. Oh, many, many, many times. And of course, you know, I, I think that having a balance is important, but there are so many things that kids can get uh, from music lessons, hand-eye coordination, spatial reasoning. It helps with their math skills tremendously because uh, music is based so much on math, helps with their concentration helps with their sense of accomplishment. Uh, music, I, I, my comment is whenever somebody asks me about music, I always say music is magic because there's so many things that music can do. And, you know, for the adult, so many adults think, oh, I'm too old to learn. Well, you are never too old to learn. Um, the eldest student I had when I was teaching private lessons was 93 years wow. old. Wow. She, she had always wanted to play. Her older brothers got piano lessons. She never got piano lessons. When her husband passed away, she said, that's it. Now it's my time. And bless her heart, she was amazing. And, you know, everybody says, um, you know, when's the best time to plant a tree? The best time to plant a tree was 25 years ago. Yes. The second best time to plant it is today. You know, that's 100% right. And don't put off things that, uh, you know, for that very reason. I mean, now is no. the time. Now is the time. It is. And, you know, there, there's, there's always a quote. Uh, there is not one adult that always that would say, I'm so glad I quit piano. Any adult that you talk to that took piano lessons as a child says, oh, I wish my mother would have made me stick with it. And of course, now with, with technology, there's so many great things for teaching kids. I mean, there's iPad apps that support all the different piano methods. Uh, digital pianos have some fantastic features with, you know, great sounds and orchestrated backgrounds that kids can play along with. I mean, and even for adults. And it's so much more exciting to take lessons in this day and age than it was years ago because we do have the assistance of technology. Yeah, let's talk about that because technology in everything is big. If it's your iPad, your iPhone, your Android, the car you that you're in, all the home kits that are available. And if you're looking at a child, let's let's go to you know that example of someone saying, you know, I'd rather play soccer, mom, or you know, whatever the situation is, or I want to go outside and play with my friends. What is it? What's different? What's new in piano technology? 
that would really say, you know, to a kid would say, hey, wow, I mean, I, yeah, let's give this a shot. Well, what's interesting is that a lot of the apps and things uh, for um, iPhones, iPads, um, tablets, that sort of thing, a lot of them look a lot like video games. And so, of course, they're educational as well as entertaining. And uh, there's there's one app in particular that I, I just adore. Uh, we've even got adults working in it. It's called Piano Maestro. And we can uh, hook up with Piano Maestro and we can play uh, together um, with between the piano and uh, the and the iPad, sometimes wirelessly, sometimes just with one cable. And the iPad will keep track of your scores and will let you know if you're playing right notes or wrong notes. And then the fun thing for the teacher is that if you have a subscription to this program, you will actually get an email every Sunday night uh, letting you know how much time your kiddos, your students, spent on the app and then how what their scores were. So when they come the next week, you can actually kind of fine-tune your lesson program uh, as to how much they've gotten done. Wow. You know, that's pretty interesting because schools today, you know, when children are in school, you you go online, you see what the grades are. I mean, you don't you know everything's all there. You see what they're doing, what their progress looks like, so you can really see, like you said, what has been done in the past week. Yeah, absolutely, and that just makes the teaching process so much easier because you're not repeating what doesn't need to be repeated yet. You're also able to reinforce what needs to be reinforced. And you're also not listening to someone say, "Yeah, I practiced three hours last week." <laughs> <laughs> it, exactly. It will exactly, catch you because the. The email tells otherwise. It does, Lori. Well, you know, Nashville, known as Music City, maybe the music capital of the world, at least for country music, and certainly a really influential center here. Lots of uh, songwriters and folks like that. Um, And I would think a lot of them would know, obviously, about technology, but there are probably more songwriters here per capita than anywhere else in the world. And So what about the new technology in terms of songwriters and composers? Anything recent in the last year or so or or two or coming up or anything? Well, one of my one of my favorite apps is a freebie, actually, which is kind of fun because, of course, a lot of what songwriting is based on is a lot of times chord changes, the harmony. And then a lot of times uh, songwriters will lay down, you know, harmonies, chord changes, then come up with the melody and then come up with the lyrics. Of course, there are computer programs that can spit out lyrics where you can give them parameters. And uh, David Bowie was a great one for this, where he would put in certain parameters of um, of lyrics and then the computer could actually spit out some lyrics. But one of the things that I love to do is is analyze other people's work which I find to be an inspiration myself, not that I'm a songwriter. But there's a free app for iPhone and iPad. Uh, It's an iOS only. It's called Chord, just like Piano Chord Tracker. And how this program works, is this app, I should say, is that any song that's in your iTunes library, so it's one that you have to own, that you pay your $1.29 for from iTunes, it'll automatically populate into this app. And when you open the app in 30 seconds, it will give you a chord chart to any song in the iTunes library. That's amazing. It it's just takes the music and writes cool. it for you. Yeah. Just it just gives you the chord charts, not the not the melody, not the lyrics, because of course the interesting thing about chord changes is that chord changes are not copyrightable. But um, it's it's really amazing to do this because then you can look at you know the structure of how a song is built, the other chords that other songwriters maybe have used. Um, if you're a performer and you're trying to figure out a song, what's great in this app is that you can slow down the tempo. 
so that if you're trying to transcribe maybe somebody's solo, you can slow this tempo down uh, to, a, to a manageable uh, tempo to play. And then there's even a place that says AB where you can mark off a place to loop. So if you've got like two bars that you need to learn or four bars, you can tell this app, hey, keep looping those four bars. Now, what's really cool about this app, this app wirelessly pairs to our CVP digital pianos, uh, Yamaha digital pianos that they carry at Miller's, I might add. And what we do in the military with this program is that we are working a lot with trying to reconstruct speech. So that Clavinova has a microphone jack on the underside. And we can hit the record button on the iPhone or the iPad and have the client sing. And it puts their voice right over the top of, let's say, they're playing, they're singing along with the Beatles. And so this way, we can actually listen back to how is the speech pattern improving. Wow. And then there's a great place once, once the recording's been done that you can click on it and just say to the client, what's your email address? Pop their email address in, boom, they have an instant audio recording of what they just did in session. That is cool technology. I can only imagine what it's going to be like five years from today. I, you know, you know, I, I I can't even begin to imagine. I I recall when I when I when I came back to Yamaha in 1997, uh, when they were interviewing me, one of the bosses said to me, he says, "Where do you see your job ten years from now?" I said, "I can't even imagine because yeah. I can't even imagine what you're going to do with technology ten years from now." But you know. Education is always a part of that, and uh, and it's it's really been it's been a fun ride. And so, like you, I can't imagine what we're going to do five years from now. Yeah. Well, last question for you, Lori Fraser Bailey, folks, and uh, that is, you know, we are coming into the holiday season, and just to touch a little bit more on what you said earlier, people out there trying to figure out, you know, what's the perfect gift for the child, the spouse, the home. And, you know, maybe a piano has never crossed their mind or maybe they give the argument, hey, you know, it's just too expensive. Or, as we were talking about earlier, Lori, someday. So what would you say to somebody who is saying, well, maybe someday, maybe it's too expensive. I don't know if my child will stay with it. I don't know if I want to make the investment because then I'm going to lose the money when the child doesn't want to play. (laughs) How do you handle all of that? Well, you know... That has been, those arguments have been around forever. And I worked in the piano business for a long time on the retail side. And, you know, the other thing about investment is that if you make an investment in a better quality instrument, you have a lot better shot of that kid staying with an instrument. If you just, you know, buy something that's absolutely minimal saying, oh, well, you know, maybe if they stick with it, I'll buy them something better. That's almost like if a kid's going to take tennis lessons, giving a ping pong paddle and saying, well, if you if you play well with this, then I'll get you a real tennis racket. You know, you can't really learn how to play the piano on a $150 keyboard that's sitting on your lap that doesn't have weight. I mean, you you really do need to, to make an investment. And the investment is not necessarily huge. I mean, there's many, many price points. I mean, anything from, you know, under $1,000 to, you know, way, way up in the, you know, 50,000, 60,000, you know, for things like big, reproducing amazing player pianos that hook up to the internet that'll stream concerts into your house. I mean, there, there's everything in between. And I think a lot of people's perception is that they either have never been into a piano store or haven't been into a piano store so long, they don't even really realize what the amazing options are. Uh, there's an absolutely fantastic instrument that's great fun. It's called the Clavinova Smart piano which again is is it's a decent price point it's 
fantastic piano action. And if a parent says, well, I don't always want my kid to have screen time, fine. Take the iPad off, have them play it like a reg- regular digital piano. And as a, as a treat, then they can put the iPad on and interface with all the great apps. So there are lots and lots of choices and lots and lots of options. And the beautiful thing about Miller is that they embrace all of those technologies and they have knowledge of those technologies. And they know when you walk in the door, when you say, hey, I've got a kiddo that's nine years old. We're thinking about getting started. What do you recommend? And they have options to recommend. And, you know, the other thing that a lot of people don't realize, too, is that you can finance a piano. Many people don't walk in and write a check for something like that. And there's always great financing programs available, especially uh, over the holidays. And I would certainly uh, it's a great, great opportunity to take, you know, to take advantage of those. And uh, really, with music, don't wait. You know, don't wait. It's it's music is magic. What an education. I tell you, this has been a great I want to play piano now. <laughs> well, just, I hope you do. Go see the people at Miller Piano Specials because they will definitely hook you up. You know, it's a lot of fun. I was a, a bass player by ear many, many, many years ago. And I can only imagine what that would be like today, playing a piano with all that technology. It kind of takes the I guess there's hard work in anything, but it really it seems to me would soften that kind of hard way of, of the old days and make it fun. It definitely it definitely softens the learning curve and it also just makes it so much more fun. You know, when you've got these backing tracks playing behind you and you know, even if you're just playing something, you know, that's very, very basic, you're still counting. You're still playing the notes properly. And, you know, what I've always advocated whenever I do these workshops for teachers is that, you know, when these when these little kiddos are playing and they're playing songs that are four or five notes, they're not that exciting. You put an orchestrated accompaniment with it. Now it's exciting. And if they're supposed to play loud, the background's loud. If they're supposed to play soft, the background's soft. So not only is it making them count from day one, it's also making them a better musician. And it's also keeping them engaged. And that's the most important part is keeping the kiddos engaged. You know, absolutely. That is so well said because I'm thinking about that. Yes, years ago, there wasn't a full orchestra. It was you and the piano keyboard and the teacher. And the metronome. Oh, I remember that thing. Tick, tock, tick, tock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not very stimulating for sure. Those are the old days, aren't they? Yes, they are. I mean, and there is definitely still a place for that. I'm not saying that that's yeah. completely gone, but, you know, there's just so many more options, you know, now to to make it more interesting and to make it more fulfilling, quite honestly. Well, thanks, Lori. Lori Fraser-Bailey, folks. She's a consultant with the Yamaha Music and Wellness Institute, and there is a transcript of today's podcast right here on the website for your quick reference. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. I'm your host, John Haggard, and we will see you next time.